Welcome back to Diamond Gems. I am your host, Jacob Coates, and today I am joined by my pal, Gregory Fulton. Greg, how are you doing? Holy shit. It is Christmas morning. It's better than Easter. It's better than Hanukkah. It's better than whatever holiday you celebrate. It's time to crack a beer or two. Have two ready. Why not have two? How are you feeling? I'm feeling fantastic, Greg. I am joining you for a brew because this is a special occasion. This is actually, it seems weird because like, it's not like I don't drink beer. I haven't ever drank a beer when we've recorded a podcast. And honestly, like a Thursday night, it's eight o'clock right now when we're recording. I just got back from a little vacation and the best news ever happened. I literally stepped out of my car and checked my phone after returning from Mont Tremblant to see that baseball is fucking back, baby. We're back. We're live. Unbelievable. So Out the- of nowhere, off the top rope, John fucking Cena, elbow drop to the skull. <laughs> I thought you were going to say John Heyman <laughs> out of all the names. I thought that was going to be the first uh, one. Jeff Passan was the newsbreaker on this one. So shout out, Jeff, this uh, this one's for you. <laughs> and of, out of all the days that he could have had his account on Twitter hacked, today was the day too. Did you see that? <laughs> I did see that. Do you want to tell people what his, uh, what his account was looking like? It was quite interesting. I don't even know if I remember the details. Basically, someone made it was like a Jeff Ethereum NFT lover account <laughs> on Twitter. And he, he was pretty funny about it after he said, biggest reporting day of my life. And I decided to get hacked. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was quite funny. Uh, and the, I think the funny thing is there was, there was whispers, Greg. People were hearing whispers before this. Not me. Not me. Trust me. I was. I had no idea. This came as a complete and total shock to me. Uh, but when I was looking on Instagram after, just going through, looking, sorting through the chaos, I did see a couple people like talking baseball had uh, said that we've been hearing some some things through the wire. Uh, not really giving many details, but you know things were starting to trend that way uh, a couple hours before the announcement was actually made. Um, and I, like I said, I, I believe uh, Jeff Passon was the official newsbreaker. Um, I have a lot of information from Mark Feinsand as well, who uh, did an article basically covering what happened. So uh, we'll get into that a little bit. But Greg, why don't you just start? I mean, you already kind of told us it's Christmas, Christmas morning, Hanukkah morning. I don't <laughs> think Hanukkah has a specific morning. I believe there's like multiple days of Hanukkah. But mornings. I don't, I don't really understand. You know, I'm not the most religious guy, but. Why don't you tell us how you're feeling? I don't, the butterflies are still going. The juices are flowing. I'm expecting overnight we're getting some signings. We're going to hear about players g- catching those flights out to spring training, if you can even call it spring training anymore. It's, a, it's like midsummer training, it feels like at this point. We've been waiting 99 days. On the 100th day, we got a deal. Weirdly enough, though the owners, I guess I'll say I'm nice siding with number. the yeah I'm siding with the players here. I don't know if we're allowed to do that, but seems like the owners were Absolutely. the the evil ones the whole time. They were the ones that decided to implement the dates for the lockouts. Not to get too far into it, but they wasted forty and some odd days of no negotiations, and finally we got to that hundredth day, and we have a miracle. We have a Hanukkah, Christmas, Easter, birthday, Halloween, Thanksgiving, Kwanzaa, Kwanzaa miracle. Ramadan, you name it. <laughs> oh man. I uh you know the craziest thing about this to me was that I actually like went into my car depressed um uh, before my two hour drive back from where I was coming from because I first of all I was leaving a beautiful cabin in the woods and having to come back to the city life and uh I you know that you spend some time out in the wilderness by yourself. Uh, well my girlfriend was with me as well and my dog. So it wasn't alone, but you know what I mean? Like in the quiet and you're like, why do I ever go back to the city life? Like, this is what I like. I like the peace and the quiet, the tranquility. So I was a little depressed from that, but also dude, I swear when I looked at Instagram this morning, there was an announcement that more games were being canceled, yep. that the MLB had canceled another set of like had canceled more, more games. And then I come out of the car and it was basically a high that I can only imagine is pay- probably about the equivalent to like smoking DMT. <laughs> you know, I I don't know how else to describe it, man. I was like just ecstatic. Um, 
I think just because it, it came as such a, a surprise, it was just unbelievable. Like I, the, the emotions that I had before of like thinking the season was literally never going to start or that maybe it was going to be delayed until like May 1st. I thought there was no chance that we were going to get a full 162. That's apparently not the case anymore. Um, but yeah, man, I'm, I'm just super hype. And obviously I'm so excited that I, I forgot to, you know, do our, our little drops that we normally do at the beginning. So, uh, if you're new to the podcast, welcome. This is diamond gems. Um, we normally have another host with us, Isaac, but, uh, as this is not our regular recording day, he's actually just not available to join us today. Uh, but you know, he sends his best wishes. Um, Isaac also has a podcast called Scramble Squad. It's a golf podcast. If you're into golf, you should check that out. Uh, we are on the web at shapebysports.com. We got a lot of blogs. Uh, you can learn a lot about our network, like what other offerings we have and stuff like that. And we are on Instagram at shapebysports. Um, be sure to like, subscribe, follow us on whatever platform you're listening on, and uh, leave us a nice review if you like this episode um, or all of our past episodes. Uh, we appreciate that very much. That's There's the best way you can ones. help us out and help us grow the pod. I had to I had to move my mic over, show that I I'm repping the the squad squad logo here. Also, give a little shout out to to Barstool for losing the king Jared Carabas, a fallen soldier. To uh, he go to DraftKings? Is that where he ended up going? Uh, that's what you told me. You were the source on that one. I have no idea. <laughs> Straight from I just the- knew that he signed a new deal from the tertiary source um yeah you know what's weird is uh so they canceled games through april 14th which means the season starts april 15th do you know what day that is no baseball specific maybe potentially i didn't know it was this day i knew it was this time of year but baseball specific everyone across the league celebrates Oh, is it Jackie Robin? Or it's uh, yeah, Jackie Robinson. Jackie day. Robinson Day is day one of the MLB season. Huh, that's cool. Of play, yeah. I don't know. If Honor it was the a King. Coincidence. Yeah, it was. A, it's a kind of a cool way to start the season. We'll see everyone out there wearing the forty-two. Oh, I maybe I don't know. Is that part of the CBA? I I couldn't tell you. Maybe that was a clause <laughs> in there somewhere. I don't know. Is there a specific? Do you know if there's a specific reason that that's the the day that they honor Jackie Robinson? It was is when, that like the first, it was his first game when he broke was, the color barrier? Yeah, when he made his debut in the major leagues. Oh, cool. It's kind of interesting that it was light. Maybe it was some service time manipulation going on. Is that possible? <laughs> April 15th, a couple weeks into the season. Yeah, oh. they, that first year deal didn't kick in yet. Um, I have some details here about the new collective bargaining agreement, if you don't mind if I rhyme them off. Sound all right? I would love that. I will take a sip of my beer. Also, hold on. You you shouted out your, uh, you know, you're repping the Yankees logo right now. For the listeners, I have a Montreal Expos hat on right now just because it looks nice with my beautiful new <laughs> Blue Jays throwback powder blue jersey. Um, and Greg, do you know who I have on the back of this? Is it... A historical player or an active player? Uh, historic. Oh man, I should know who you have, but I want I want to guess and say Carlos Delgado. No, oh, no, shit. you're wrong. Okay. Uh, he he is no longer with us. Oh Doc, oh I should have known that. I've got Doc on the back. Doc. Uh, this was uh my my birthday was was a while back and hadn't seen my family since then, but they hooked it up. I have a an awesome new blue jays jersey uh with halliday had been looking forever for one finally found it sent them the link said if you guys are going to get me anything for my birthday this is absolutely what i want and they hooked it up so i'm super grateful shout out to mikey an avid listener my father uh thank you for the jersey bud love it mikey all right greg go ahead okay uh this is as per ken rosenthal uh so the cbt threshold is 230 million in 2023 and peaks at 240 million in the last year of the CBA, which is five years long. Uh, the CBT penalty tier, which is interesting. I have another uh, factoid about that, if you will. The introduction of the new tier starts at 60 million past the threshold, and the highest tier used to set at 40 million before. Um, so an increase in that. The actual, actually, there were four teams that voted against the raising the luxury tax threshold. Do you have any idea what those teams were? 
I would probably venture a guess to say the Los Angeles Dodgers and the New York Yankees. The Yankees were one. The Dodgers were not. Really? The Mets were the other, or one of the others. The third (laughs) were the... They just signed Scherzer. Of course they don't want to pay for that. So two New York teams. Um, You got the Astros, who are against the luxury tax threshold increasing. And... The fourth one came out of the blue for me personally. It was the St. Louis Cardinals. So maybe that's a little foreshadowing to a big name mm. they might be signing. I don't know. Uh, Frederick Freeman? A Carlos Tra- Correa? Story. Carlos Correa. They can Trevor take Carlos Story. Correa, keep him out of New York. Fuck that guy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> moving on. The minimum we'll get into sal- the free agents a little bit. Oh, yeah. Minimum salary. Uh, I believe it used to be 600000 for an MLB level player, that is, uh, it's now up to seven hundred thousand, and in the last year of the new CBA, peaks at seven eighty thousand. Good. So players are now getting the, paid. This is this is actually a very important thing because when you think about it, it was crazy. Baseball of all the major sports had like the lowest minimum salary, mm-hmm. and it is by far not the lowest. Uh, revenue generating sport of the big four in North America. The fact that the NHL had a higher salary floor or not salary salary floor, I guess relates more to the team, but you know what I mean? Like individual uh, minimum salary of players. The fact that the NHL had a higher one is a bit of a disgrace. When you think that uh, Mm -hmm. a guy like Connor McDavid is making like 10 million or something like that, he's the best player in the game. In contrast, you have Max Scherzer, who's probably not even the best pitcher in the game. One of the best, for sure. Mm -hmm. An absolute winner. A guy that's a stud to have on your team, no doubt. But up there in age and making $50 million a year. Yeah. Insane. On that that note, also Aaron Rodgers making $200 million over four seasons, potentially. Different sport, but still. Same idea. Old guy getting paid huge bucks. Mm-hmm. Um, so good for the the young guys getting paid. Another thing that benefits the young guys is the pre arbitration bonus pool is now at fifty million. So roughly, okay. what what does that work out to? Like one point. Don't ask me anything about math. I will never get the answer right. Like one point seven million dollars per club, and those are the guys that are pre arbitration, obviously. So a little extra cash for them. Um, and interestingly, the postseason format has increased in teams from ten to twelve. What are your initial thoughts on that? I don't hate it. If you So the thing that convinced me of being okay with the 12 is when you look at the standings, you look at the teams that missed out. I'm looking at the AL specifically. The Blue Jays barely missed out on the playoffs, and they're a playoff caliber team. They're a quality hitting team at last year, quality pitching team. They barely missed out. They would have made it in under mm-hmm. this format. One game. Yeah, and the Mariners would have lost out, which, let's be real, they – drastically overachieved near the end of the year so you get the top six teams in the al that all but it would have been cool to see them there we were rooting for them at the end would have been cool well you weren't because of the yankees yeah (laughs) Yeah. um regardless i think those six teams were deserving to make it and it would have made a good show either way um you look over to the nl and it's essentially the same idea any of those top six teams deserve to be there and would have put up a good fight or put on a good show um, and then after that, it drops off a bit. I don't know if that was the argument, but the quality of the teams in the top six to the, mm-hmm. the next best, um, there's a little bit of a gap, if you will. So I don't mind. Yeah. So initially, uh, it was reported by some random ass dude that I'd never heard of before, uh, which kind of made us feel like maybe this isn't actually a, a credible source. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with this guy. Um, but uh, he had tweeted something along the lines of like new playoff format is out the fans are gonna love it he was talking about like uh, the top teams picking um their opponent and shit like that Uh, but he had initially said that it was 14 teams making it in Mm -hmm. um now i was adamantly opposed to a, a 14 team expansion because i think it waters down the regular season and gives um, ownership groups the ability to not spend as much money because you don't have to be as good to get into the playoffs and basically if you get into the playoffs your season can kind of be looked at as a success right mm-hmm. because anything can happen once you get to the postseason it's about getting there so 
you need a better wagon to get there. Now, baseball is one of the most exclusive sports in terms of uh, making the playoffs. And so to go from 10 to 12, I don't really hate that. I'm, I'm definitely okay with that, I think, because um, I don't think it's like watering down the competition too much. Like you said, uh, the, the teams that would have made it in and benefited from the expanded playoffs this year were very good quality teams that very well could be represented in the playoffs and not make a fool of themselves. So uh, I like that. I'm very interested to see. I haven't really um, dove into like what the actual playoff format is going to look like now with these two teams. At least I haven't seen anything about that yet. So I'm definitely interested to see how they handle this because I think it could be very interesting. Um, I hope they get it right. Yeah. Honestly, this this through most of the things that have gone right so far, like through these, like I think pretty much everything that's been on the table uh, from was presented by the players. I thought it all made a lot of sense. Um, so I'm, I'm happy to see that the progress looks like, you know, it favored the players more than the ownership groups. And I think that most of the changes that have been implemented are good for baseball. Now, I know you have more that you want to rhyme off, but I feel like we're kind of on the subject about some of these changes that have been made okay. and them being good for baseball. Do you think that the ban of the shift is good or bad for baseball? I think there there's part of me that says yes and part part that says no. I think if you tell a team how you can field their defense, that's not a great thing. Keep this shit like it, it makes players one dimensional as a hitter. You think Joey Ga- Joey Gallo first of all, but the fact that okay there's two parts here i'm my my thoughts are jumbled i'll break it down one if a player can't hit against the shift then he's one-dimensional he's not going to do that well anyway maybe you shouldn't be in the mlb i don't know maybe that's a hot take but you can't really tell anyone what they're supposed to do with their players on defense everyone has a position sure but you're allowed to field an x number of players put them out on the field they can do whatever they want you're opening up a whole side of the field you're taking one positive you're getting trading it off for a negative now the other part of the the equation, if you will, is if you bunt against the, against the shift. So let's say last year, Joey Gallo bunted down the third baseline, got on bag. There was nobody there. That's what you're choosing to give up if you play the defensive shift, right? So mm-hmm. I know players look down on someone who bunts against the shift, but they're just playing to what you give them. Like if you're going to play your infield 30, 40 feet back, and give you the whole infield and you lay down a button, get to first, you're playing within the rules. You're doing what you're supposed to do. You're getting on base, creating runs. So I, I don't know. I don't know if I like banning the shift, let them do what they want. Let them field the defensive player, wherever they want to field them. Your thoughts are not as strong as mine on this. I think that banning the shift is an absolute fucking joke. I think <laughs> it is so incredibly ridiculous that you are banning the shift a lot of the reasons like mostly for the reasons you just said like it's not like it's unfair there's when you move your third baseman into right field there's no longer a third baseman on the left side of the field so now there's a big hole over there for the ball to go it opens up opportunities for other plays like you said this just allows players that are one-dimensional and pull heavy to just continue doing that instead of expanding their game And yes, I'm not an idiot. Well, I am an idiot, but I'm not naive to the fact that it is very, very difficult to turn a 98-mile-an-hour fastball to hit it the other way, to slap it the other way. It's not as simple as just slapping it the other way because a lot of the time, if they're trying to get you to pull into the shift, they're pitching you inside, so you can't really get the barrel of the bat on it enough to hit it the other way. I understand that. Like Greg said, you could bunt it the other way, but a lot of these guys that get paid to hit home runs, they don't get paid to bunt. They're not willing to do that. The problem is that you are forcing these or allowing these people to continue to be one-dimensional players instead of expanding their growth. I actually had a graphic that I found the other day um, basically talking about um, 
the players that had the best weighted on base uh, average or whatever against the shift. And when you looked at that list, I can't find it right now. I was trying to pull it up. But when you look at the list, it was a bunch of top hitters. Like it was elite hitters in the game. Like the best left-handers, left-handed batters that you could think of, those were the guys that were on this list for having a high average against the shift. And it's because they're good hitters. It's because they can adjust. So like you said, Greg, if you can't adjust, maybe this isn't the level that you should be playing at. So I don't know. I'm definitely anti-shift. I think it's really stupid. Uh, There's been a lot of comparisons. Some people have said that it's like not allowing uh, a basketball team to run the full court press. Um, It's a lot like taking away one of the safeties so that the your quarterback can make the deep passes that sometimes he's not able to make. It's just, why are you changing this? Yeah. It's not broken. The game's not broken. It's People have been shifting forever. Yeah. Like, just make the adjustments. Plus, if you're, you know? if you're banning a shift, where do you draw the line? Because let's say you're a shortstop. You can shade left or right. If, you know, if it's a lefty up there, you want to shade closer to second base. If it's a righty, you shade closer to third base. Just give yourself an extra step if they're a pull guy. Where do you draw the line of a shift? Are there set markers on the field now where your third baseman can't cross like X line and your second baseman can't cross the bag to mid to center field? Your shortstop can't cross into second base. Like where where's the line? I know that's that's a, an excellent point. They haven't made any like they haven't given us a the actual rules about how this shift ban is implemented because we don't know if literally all shifts are banned. Like, is there an X on the field that you have to stand on at all times? Like, we don't know what the actual ban looks like. Is it just that you have to have two infielders on the left side and two infielders on the right side? Like that shortstop can't cross over past the bag. We have no idea what this ban means. They just said ban the shift. Well, when you say ban the shift, like like you said, shading over is technically shifting, right? Mm-hmm. You're still shifting your defense from the regular alignment. So wh- where is the line, literally? I'm, I'm just picturing Jimmy Leland going out there and picking up Buddy at second base and sitting him right down and watching him pick his ass and build sandcastles in T-ball. Like, that's what, it, that's what it comes down to for me. I don't know. I hate it. I know Isaac is – he's not here right now, but he – hates the shift rule too he's uh definitely against it as well we had I, we have one one listener slash follower i'll give him a shout out right now his name's matt i literally he messages me all the time on instagram and we have one thing in common and that's that we love baseball and outside of that we have almost nothing in common because <laughs> he is for the shift he thinks that there should be a salary cap in baseball Uh-oh. he basically all the things that i hate and think are stupid he loves so uh, i'm glad he's still a listener and still a fan of us uh, and i respect his choices even though they're terrible so wow. shout out to matt that, that was like a, <laughs> a good bad shout out <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, a little backhanded compliment right there when it comes to rules there are two rules that will not carry over in the new cba i don't know if mm-hmm. you saw this yeah i'm mm-hmm. i like it i don't know I think I tell tell them what they are. Okay. So we have, I assume this is what you're thinking of too. There will no longer be seven inning double headers. We're playing full games. Thank God. And there will not be a runner on second base to start extras. Good. Fine by me. I'll start. Okay. Well, there you go. Yeah. Fine by you. Fine by me as well. I, uh, I'm really happy that the seven inning double headers are dead because I hated the seven inning double headers and it's not even for the concept. Like, I understood the concept. I didn't think it was a terrible idea. And honestly, I'm kind of glad that MLB tried it out. I think it was something worth trying out because, like, it, it, the season is so long. To make these guys play back-to-back nine game or nine inning games, it's a lot. And the way bullpens are used now, uh, you don't have a starter that can give you eight consistently to get you through that. So it really is a huge wear there's a lot of wear and tear on uh, the teams. So for that aspect, I understood why they did it. As a fan, I hated it because mm-hmm. I always felt like I just I never adjusted to it. Like my mind never grasped the concept of 
we're heading into the sixth. This is basically the eighth inning now. Like, I could never figure that out. So we would get to that point in the game, and I'd be thinking, oh, yeah, we got, like, another, like, two hours, two and a half hours left to go here. And then, no, it's the last inning. Like, it just messed with me so much, and I always felt like the games felt incomplete. We had that fiasco last year of Madison Bumgartner throwing a no-hitter that technically wasn't a no-hitter. It was a historical accomplishment or whatever the hell they called it because he threw seven no-hit innings. But your traditional no-hitter in baseball is a full Mm nine-inning of no-hit baseball. So it didn't really count. Um, I don't know. Like, all of the, the runs for stats and everything like that were kind of out the window because you weren't playing complete baseball games um so i'm really happy about that one for sure um the ghost runner on second base i actually was one of the few people i think that actually kind of liked that um i think that when you look at like nhl they implemented the shootout which the shootout itself yes it's kind of a joke but the fact is you can't have regular season games going like 18 innings Mm -hmm. or in hockey's case like five periods you know like it's just too long and guys have to get on the road the next day it's not the playoffs I think that I liked the fact that the ghost runner kind of put some pressure on and made the extra innings a bit more of like a different vibe like it wasn't just an Mm -hmm. extension of the game it was like the game is over like you guys have to settle this right here right now so I kind of liked the ghost runner um, I'm not mad to see it go because I wasn't like in love with it, but at the same time, I was like, I, I kind of liked it. Like I kind of thought it added some excitement. People always were like, well, wh- where the hell did that guy come from? Like you didn't earn that double. It's like, yeah, no shit. Yeah. No shit. They didn't earn the double. They just got placed there, but it's the same for both teams. Um, although you could argue that the home team had the significant advantage, which honestly to me, was something else that I kind of liked because I yeah. kind of thought that like, you know, having the 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 home field advantage a little bit, you kind of lose the home field advantage, especially in the COVID seasons where people didn't have like full capacity um, fan bases. So I kind of liked that aspect that you get a little bit more of a home field advantage. Yeah. Um, it, they didn't carry it into the playoffs. Obviously, this was never going to be a rule that you carried into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know, man. Which, I'm I'm cool. I'm cool to see them both go, but um, especially the seven inning no hitter. But I'm I'm happy, and I think that the the general consensus was that most people hated those changes, and I think that now all those people that bitched about it kind of feel like they were heard, and I think that they were. I think yeah. that MLB got so many complaints on through social media and stuff about the stupid seven inning games and the stupid ghost runners. I think that they really heard those and were like, all right, if the fans don't like it, we're not going to give them that because, you know, they make us the money. Yeah. I think if you're going to do shootout style, extra innings overtime, just to compare NHL MLB, why not load the fucking bases? Just throw (laughs) them all out there. Get your, your Jose Ramirez is on the bags, guys that are going to steal and, I guess Trey Turner. Might Are you stealing with example. the bases loaded? Well, guys that can run, you know, you could slap, slap down, <laughs> get a the bunt, wheels turning, slap down a bunt, you know, bases loaded, none out and extras and just squeeze bunt their way home. Who knows? I don't know. A lot, a lot of things could go, but I'm on your side as well. Get rid of the seven inning double headers. It just takes away one innings of prime baseball of guys who are in their prime, like Mike Trout, Mookie Betts, whoever it might be. Um, just shout out to all those people that brought up the point that we we could have lost a second season of prime yep. Mike Trout and whoever else you would put in the category of him. Prime Otani. Prime Otani, yeah, et cetera, et cetera. We're losing innings of baseball nonetheless. And DeGrom. Yeah, and all the accolades just, they don't count. Not to say baseball is based on accolades, but it, it matters. Mm-hmm. Um, I think so. I think, and for the player's sake, kind of like you mentioned, um, just look at like what the last two seasons have looked like with the pandemic. You know, we had the 60 game season and then even the full season that we had last year, we had so many delayed games. Um, we had people that didn't get to play because they were on the COVID list. You had just not full capacity stadiums. Like the Jays weren't even back in Toronto mm-hmm. until 
what was it, middle of August, I think, they was yeah. when they returned home. Um, yeah, it was just rough. I, I might be off actually. That might have been. They might have been I, back in July, but I think it was July, whatever it was, July twenty something or thirty something, like very very end of July. Mm. Yeah. Um. Either way, I've whatever other... whatever it was, it was just uh, it it sucked, you know. So these guys that are like in their prime and stuff, like just give them, give them the full experience, you know. And you look at the players around, like the talent level right now is unbelievable. Oh, Juan Soto, yeah. Fernando Tatis. Vlad Jr., Mike Trout, Shohei Otani. You go to the mound, you've got like Jacob deGrom, who is literally one of the best people ever. Uh, Clayton Kershaw working on having one of the best pitching careers of all time. Yeah. Um, also, if you're into pitching, check out our last episode. We drafted our our rosters of, uh, or our starting rotations, and every pitcher that's ever thrown a pitch was in the draft. And, uh, Someone, someone might have picked up Clayton Kershaw, so go check that out. Yeah, um, I have a couple other additions uh, or features, I guess, in the new agreement. You know how service time manipulation has been an issue, to say the least. People get worked the fuck up about it. I don't get it. Just do what you're going to do, really. Uh, but the CBA, this is as per CBS uh, Sports, the CBA incentivizes teams to promote their best prospects when they're ready rather than most financially convenient times by rewarding them mm-hmm. with draft picks. Um, they also have a limited amount of times they can be optioned up and down in a single season. So that means we could see Julio Rodriguez, Bobby Witt, uh, Anthony Volpe, whoever your list of top prospects are. We could see them early and we can see them stay in the majors. Adley Rushman, or what the hell's his name? Adley Rushman. Adley Rushman, yeah. yeah. Who, are, who do you say you were most excited about again? <laughs> I said Kellenic. Oh. I'm Kellenic biased. <laughs> oh, okay. I, p- I believe that's who I said. Um, but yeah, Bobby Wood Jr. would be cool to see. There's some there's some young guns coming up, man. Yeah. And then other than that, I think to round out the CBA talk, they're still talking about international draft stuff. Uh, I don't. I, know. Okay. Go. You don't know anything about it. Nothing. Me neither. There, I saw I saw a post today. Maybe we were not qualified to have a podcast. Who knows? Because <laughs> I saw the international draft stuff come up today too, and I was like, I don't know what the hell this is about. People in the comments were like, Oh, this is so good. I'm like, I d-. it literally all it said is like they agreed about the international draft. There was like no expanded details on it. I'm like, what is? I I don't know what any of this is. Maybe it's just. It, wait, hold on. Is was there never an international draft? You just had to randomly go out and sign people. I thought that's, that's probably how, what it was, right? That's how Vlad Jr. Now got signed, right? It was, yeah, it was he just, just got, like, they just picked him up when he was 16. Yeah. They just signed him. You just a deal. throw a bunch of So money. maybe that's what it is now. Maybe there's, like, a, an international pool of prospects or talent, and they draft them instead of just kind of sneakily making signings when people are 16 years old. I don't know. Also, maybe that's what it is. That's This is a complete, this is now a conspiracy theory. Yeah. Because I have no fucking idea. Also, I'm so maybe if we have if we have listeners that are more informed than the host of the show, let us know. <laughs> we would we would really like to understand. Would appreciate the help. I'm also watching half watching the clown himself, Mr. Rob Manfred. Um, I'm on the hashtag Fire Manfred team. I I will lead the bandwagon however far it goes. Yeah, everyone's welcome to join. Uh, we're taking donations either way. Uh, the clown himself is addressing the media about the new CBA, and he mentions the season might start April seventh. Yep, that was uh, that was confirmed. I think before okay. the clown spoke. Okay, so I was off. That's my bad. No, 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 no. It's all good, Greg. You're still providing the the quality information. Well, we figured out Jackie Robinson Day. Important. A- yeah. April fifteenth. Get your forty-two. Wait, days. hold on. Yeah, yeah, we know that that's coming regardless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, I, you know, I always kind of forget that like Jackie Robinson Day is so early in the season. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. Like I always, it always happens. I'm like, oh, I didn't realize this was today. Like I feel like the MLB doesn't do a very good job of like leading into it. It's like they they all post about it like the day of, mm-hmm. but I feel like I never know until the day of. So. Maybe I'm just, like, if it's April 15th consistently, I learned something today. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
moving forward, you want to get into what you're excited about, or do we do we have to wait for Isaac for uh, for big points and heading into the the start of season two of the show? Uh, we don't have to we don't have to wait for Isaac. We haven't officially announced that this is the season finale, but that we were talking about this pre-show, Greg. This feels like season finale, man. It's got we're be. drinking beers. the The baseball season is back. We had said that the season finale is when the 2021 season comes to an actual end. So even though we were in year 2022, we were in the midst of a lockout. No pitchers, catchers had reported to spring training. No spring training, no trades. Everything had shut down. It still felt very much like we were in the 2021 season. So I think that that has changed now. It feels like, okay, we're done. The lockout is over. Let's move forward. This is the new season. So I feel like this is the last episode of season one of Diamond Gems. So I guess we should take a minute here to just thank. And it feels wrong kind of though doing this without Isaac. So um, Isaac, maybe I'll get him to, you know, share, share a little clip after and I'll, I'll loop it in or something like that. Yeah. But it, uh, it does feel weird to do it without Isaac. Obviously, Isaac, you are a big part of our podcast. Um, we appreciate you, what you bring. He initially thought he was just going to be a third wheel of this podcast, basically. And I was going to get him to look up some analytics and stuff like that in the background for us. Um, but he has turned out to be quite the host. Yeah. You know, he, he provides his fair share of insight. Um, I think he keeps us both in check. Because I feel like most of the time he comes a little more uh, stat ready than we do. And, uh, you know, he knows his shit. He does. So, big shout out to Isaac. Um, and shout out to the listeners, Greg. Shout out to the listeners who have got us to this point. Who have got us continuing. On C- We're on episode 35. We're actually past episode 35 because we've thrown in a couple bonus episodes. But this is like, this is episode 35. This is our, this is our Frank Thomas episode. Wow. You know what I mean? Right off the hop, yeah. eh? Top of the head. <laughs> I had it ready beforehand. I'm not mm-hmm. going to lie. I see. But, yeah. So, uh, Greg, what was, your, what was your favorite moment so far? What What's your favorite thing about podcasting been so far in our, our first season? Honestly, disagreeing with Isaac is a lot of fun. Just, <laughs> it, like, genuine disagreement with him where he is dead set on what he wants or dead set on what he believes. And your honest, true... Uh, dead straight opinion is completely opposite of what his is. It's it's a great time. Yep. Uh, I guess we should probably quote the, uh, well, not quote, but point to the Barry Bonds debate episode because that was that was a classic, uh, one of our more viewed episodes, if you want to check that out. That was just a bonus episode we did a while back uh, talking about whether or not Barry Bonds deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. This, of course, came before we found out that Barry Bonds would not be inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame, falling off of the ballot, um, not being able to, what did he get, like 66% of the votes or some shit? Yeah, just short. Yeah. Not great. But, uh, Greg, you even came around a little bit on that, but but we won't we won't get into that. Go back and listen to that episode. because it's uh, With asterisk. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's still a relevant episode for sure. It's one that like, you know, some of the ones we had in the past sure might be a little outdated now because we were just talking about current things happening. Um, that one definitely not one of them. You know, evergreen content because mm-hmm. uh, it'll always be a debate. Should he have made it into the Hall of Fame? Greg says, "Well, you'll have to go back and listen to what Greg says." But now Greg says, with an asterisk on maybe on a condition, conditional offer he i mean he still could get in on the the panel what i forget what they're called now the the panel could still vote him in yeah the veterans committee yeah um something like that and whatever the other the current players committee or whatever the hell um yeah greg am i frozen right now because yes i can hear your voice yeah i can't see you yeah i don't know what happened my picture just froze up I'm in kind of like a thug-in position, though. My, my shoulders are, like, kind of <laughs> up. Like I'm like, what's up, you know? Yeah. I think it looks good. So if uh, if I'm releasing any clips and I just am a frozen image, you know, this isn't... this is a, It could have ended... It could have been a worse yeah. uh, still image. Yeah. 
I remember the first time I released like a, a reel on Instagram of like me just talking to the camera. I did like the, there's like a cover that you can set and I didn't realize that you could set the cover and I just like posted it and it was just like the most un like flattering picture of me nice. that was like set as the cover. It's good stuff. Love that. Go check us out on Shape by Sports. Lots of amateur content, lots of great content, lots of professional content. It's a good mix. Good mix. You know, keeps you humble. Yeah. If you have a beer before <laughs> you navigate it, it's a lot better. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, okay. So uh, the other thing that happened, we already kind of talked about it. Universal DH is something else that we're going to see this year. Um, we're all pro Universal DH. Thought it was time to kind of, you know, not have pitchers getting hurt yeah. all the time. Yeah. And, you know, providing 15 more jobs for National League sluggers. You like that. You like to see it. Love to see it. Um, yeah. No, no runners on base. We already touched on that. Yeah, man. It's hype. Well, Freddie Freeman, it, I know I talked to you about the Rays, uh, Rays rumors. That would be wild. I don't know what to think if that actually happens. What was the actual rumor? Do you have that like on, on hand? Uh, I remember just it that just like They vaguely. made him an offer or something? They were the front runners leading into the lockout of teams that have offered Freddie Freeman contracts, which included... The Jays, the Yankees, also the Braves, but they should have locked him up long before. Mm-hmm. And then there was the Rays, and I forget who the fifth team was. Dodgers, potentially. I don't know. I think, no, the Dodgers The Dodgers definitely were in the mix. Okay. So that makes sense. Yeah, um, yeah man. It's it's crazy. Like, they, they had said before that it seemed like a lock before the lockout that he was going to go back to the Braves. But then people were saying that the Braves ownership group didn't really feel like spending the money that Freddie wanted and deserves. Yeah. Um, and then the lockout happened and industry insiders were basically saying, like, it seems like he's kind of annoyed with Atlanta that they didn't lock him up before the lockout started. He's almost like they knew when the lockout was about to start, yeah. you know? They should have got the deal done before then. Now it kind of feels like Freddie Freeman is in like a, you know what? Fuck you guys. You don't think you, you should have locked me up right before this. Now I'm going to go whore myself out to all these other teams yeah. and find out what, they're, what they've got for me. Freddie is is that, that wife material girlfriend who's done everything right. Nothing but wins across the top of the board. Her schedule is packed with stuff to serve you, to make your life better the golden girl of girlfriends and she's waiting for the ring he's got his world series ring but she's she's got everything else she's in with the family she's got it all and the boyfriend just he won't propose he won't give her the engagement ring that's what the braves are doing the braves are just afraid of commitment exactly freddie freeman is about to be the one that got away atlanta yeah he's don't let it happen wife material for real i'd wife freddie freeman but that's a paycheck but i mean if the braves let him go I'd like to see him in New York with the Yankees or I'd see him in the, with the Jays because I could go watch him. Well, you know, I'm saying when I say I'd wife Freddie Freeman, I'm speaking for the jersey on my chest right now. I'm talking <laughs> Blue Jays, baby. They are legitimately in the mix. This would make things very interesting. I don't know how Toronto would use him. Maybe he'd shift over to third base. You know, he's played some third base before. Originally came up as a third baseman, in fact. Maybe. Yeah. Jays have a big hole there. Yeah. They lost uh, lost Marcus Semien. They've got a Marcus Semien hole to plug. Yeah. You know what I mean? He, he was, Marcus Semien was a phase. He was a good phase. He was one of the, the lookers that they dated, but they need a wife. <laughs> he was a good time. <laughs> yeah. He was, he was a party. He was, a, he was a, the equivalent to a one-night stand, right? Mm-hmm. Because he was only there for one season. That's, that's what a baseball one-night stand is, right? Put up big numbers. Everyone wanted to see him back, but the fit wasn't right. He came through. He fucked. He left. Yeah. Marcus Semyon. He left you wanting Have more. fun in Texas, yeah. though. Good for you, honestly. Yeah. Well, Texas wiped him up. Yeah. They deserve him. Yeah. Well, who are the, They put a ring on it. Who are the other big names still left? Just quick rhyme them off, if you know them all. Carlos Correa. Trevor Story. Chris Bryant. I'm missing people, for sure. Chris Bryant. Yep, that's a good uh, one. Nick Castellanos. Yep. Uh, I don't know the rest of them. Clayton Kershaw. Of course. 
One of the best pitchers of all time, potentially. Yeah. A little, little past his prime. <laughs> yeah. But still. Yeah. Good prime. Uh, I don't I actually don't know. I didn't pull that up. But I mean, we're gonna see we're gonna see an influx of uh of signings and an influx of trades, I hope. Who do you think of the the big free agents is gonna be the first first to go? Freddie. You think so? Freddie will be gone. Off the overnight tonight, while we're sleeping, we'll wake up to a, an update on where Freddie landed, and we're going to be. Upset. Do you think there's any way he goes back to Atlanta? No, I don't. I don't know. I think once you have the bitter taste in your mouth of rejection, essentially from upper management, <laughs> you you just turn around and say, you know what, it's over, it's done. Take my talents to the Yankees. He's got he's got to get out of this toxic relationship. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man, I. It's crazy too because like when we were doing our original free agent frenzy episode that we did, um, we none of us thought that Freddie was going to leave Atlanta. No, now, like we we all had him as a lock. We're like we're not even going to spend any time on Freddie. Like obviously he's going back to Atlanta, and uh, now it just seems unlikely that he's going back to ATL. And it's kind of crazy. Like, but also it's like almost in a position now where. Atlanta kind of has this excuse not to sign him now because all the rumors are out there that he's going elsewhere. So it's almost like the pressure's off. Like Braves fans have almost kind of been like, you know, this might not happen. Like they've already had to kind of deal with the fact that he might not come back. So it makes the the split potentially easier. Uh, It would also make the reunion that much more exciting though for for the fans. So yeah, we also got- Just do what's right. Do what's right, Atlanta. Signed Freddie Freeman. We also have uh, long term Anthony Rizzo still out there. Re- eh. Reunion with the Cubs. Not that that Washed. would. Yeah, not that that would make a big impact. It, he'd go back there, you know. See the no disrespect holes. to Anthony Rizzo, by the way. Come on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Love to have you. Seems like a great <laughs> dude. Great dude. Excellent player. I just uh, I do think that we have maybe passed his yeah. his best years. I'm still calling Anthony Rizzo reunion though. Even though I think that that's completely unlikely, yeah, I, that's what I want to happen. That's my heart pick. He's a cub. He's a cub. Um, we also got Schwarber, Rosario, Jock Peterson, Jocktober, if you will. Um, I think that does it for the big, big names. If you consider all those big, big names, Conforto, Jorge Soler. Not yeah, that's about it. Hmm. Chris Davis. That's good. Crush Davis. I'd be, I'm interested to see what... Uh, <laughs> nobody's worried about him no, anymore, man. No. I'd be interested to see what Jorge Soler's 2022 season looks like. I think he's going to get drastically overpaid. I think that's probably a good assumption. Um, Would it over under 220 batting average for Jorge Soler 2022? Uh, under. He's going to be... Matt Chapman of 2021 in 2022. 210 average. Might hit the odd home run. Is that what Matt Chapman bat? 210. Batted? Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. Somewhere around 210. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, also, free agents. I didn't even make it to the pitchers. We still got Carlos Rodon, your boy, uh, Zach Greinke, uh, Kikuchi, Johnny Cueto, uh, Jay Happ, the legend. Uh, and then yeah, after <laughs> Yankees that. legend, Blue Jays legend, <laughs> Cardinals legend, Minnesota Twins legend. Yeah. Man's been around. Technically, Scott Casimir is still an MLB free agent if you want to dig up a fossil. I did not even know he was playing. Yeah. The last time I heard the Scott Casimir name was when he was going off to the Olympics. He was yep. on the USA Olympic team. Yep. Oh, Kenley Jansen, still a free agent. Dodger. Richard Rodriguez. Resigned. Book it. Brad Hand. The DJ. that's the uh <laughs> the Pittsburgh closer, right? Richard Rodriguez. Yeah. Actually he went to Atlanta though, I think. Did he? he got traded, didn't he? I got on M- I believe so. MLB.com shows him unsigned. No, no, I'm saying uh Richard Rodriguez was on the Pirates last year and then got traded to Atlanta, I think, right? Uh something like that. I don't remember specifically. Yeah. Bunch of yeah okay closers no one that's gonna you know you can ride home on but Aaron Loop already locked up 
<laughs> the, That's the big name right the there. The white whale, if you will. Aaron Loop. Do you remember yeah. his Blue Jay days? How shitty he was? Dude, he actually he had like two good season with seasons with the Jays, and then he was trash. And he they just kept running him out there. And he kept putting up over five ERA seasons. And uh it was it was rough. And then he kept going to other places and they kept using him in high leverage situations. And I was always extremely confused about why teams were doing that with him. Um, last season ended up paying off. It was like his best season of his career. So, yeah, honestly, good for Aaron Loop, man. He was always a stand-up guy. I wish the best for him, even though he hurt me as a Blue Jays fan. You know, when I look at Aaron Loop, I don't know why I think this. I don't know what drove me that direction, but... Aaron Loop reminds me of that kid that when you're growing up, you have your birthday parties and it's mostly school friends, but there's that one kid who j- no one knows that they're invited because <laughs> the kid whose birthday it is knows him and he's there. He's eating cake. He's it's like their cousin or something. Yeah. And he, he's not in the bouncy castle. He's not digging in the sand. He's not like shooting paintballs at people. If you're old enough, he's just like the, the guy there that everyone's like, okay, well he's here again. What do I do? He's just sitting there <laughs> eating cake in the corner by himself. That's who Aaron Loop is to me. Again? All right. Yeah, don't know why. Don't know how. That's that's my thoughts on Aaron Loop. Honestly, that's more thoughts on Aaron Loop than I've ever had, I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay, uh, how about Carlos Correa, then? Where do you see him signing? St. Louis or Seattle. Okay. Just anywhere so but New York. So we, we're both in agreement, for sure, that one of the big shortstops, either Trevor Story or Carlos Correa, is going to St. Louis. Yeah. I'm I'm like very confident that one of those two guys will end up in a in a Cardinals uniform. I think the, like you touched on earlier in this episode, the fact that they were bitching about the luxury tax shows to me that they're about to uh they're about to dip into the bank account Dare. and and give someone a big bag. I think a Arenado story reunion would be pretty cool add paul goldschmidt in there you know you got dylan carlson in the outfield that's a pretty good team let's not forget uh, tyler o'neill true let's not forget that the cardinals canadian legend by the way tyler o'neill let's not forget that the cardinals were one of the most exciting teams in baseball near the end of the season last year 16 17 game winning streak yeah craziness made it as a wild card team we definitely all like we had said, if there's going to be an upset in this wild card game, it's going to be the Cardinals moving forward, pushing yeah. through, because they they were a good team, man, and that was like the team that would have benefited the most, I think, from whatever this new playoff version looks like. If they didn't have to do a one game playoff, uh, you could have seen the Cardinals go on a run. Mm-hmm. They were a really good team. And uh, they played most of the season without their ace, Jack Flaherty. Hopefully, we get a full season of him. Hopefully, you get a full season of him for your fantasy team. Stud. So, yeah. Yeah. I should bring this up as well. Um, I am starting. We are starting. Shape by Sports is starting. A fantasy league for baseball. Nice. So, it's going to be an SBS fantasy baseball league. Uh, Greg, Isaac, and I will all be partaking in it. Uh, not exactly sure what it's going to look like yet. I'm thinking like a 12-14 team uh, category head-to-head league. So if you're interested in playing some fantasy baseball this year, we want listeners, fans from uh, our Instagram account, everything like that, to participate in this. So if that's something that's of interest to you, hit me up. It's probably going to be like a $25 buy-in for the season. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'll have a lot of... This is going to be my first time as a commissioner as well. Wow. And you know I've been a, I've been a part of many leagues. You know I've won I've won some leagues. I think you know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but never have I ran it, and I've always felt like you know I have some ideas about how I think things should go. So this is my chance to you know create a good league, and I'm very excited. So if that's something that interests you, uh, follow us on Shape by Sports and send us a direct message. Or if you know me personally, just shoot me a text. Say you want in. And uh, we'll hook it up. Now that the season is about to start, obviously I have to get this going a little quicker than I was planning on. But um, yeah, make it work. we're going to do this for like pretty much every major league too. We'll get a football one going next year and basketball and hockey and all that shit. So tune in. It'll be fun. Nice. 
Um, all right. So we already kind of said we think that one of the two shortstops is going to the Cardinals. Um, I think the Yankees are going to get one of them. So I guess we could say, Greg, that Trevor Story, either Yankee Cardinal, Carlos Correa, Yankee Cardinal. I sure hope I already know one way over the other. Yeah, I was going to say, I was going to ask you, but then I'm like, I know what he's going to say. He's going to say he wants Trevor Story. Even though we both know, Greg, Trevor Story is not the better shortstop. He's not. Um, what I will say is I saw a rumor. I can't remember which uh, reporter or which specialist it came from, but he reported that the Yankees were the team that kicked the tires the most on Correa before the lockout, and they had him report for a physical. So... A little that could be a formality. He could be ready. You could wake up tomorrow and Carlos Correa is on your squad. I would buy his jersey just to burn it in my front lawn. <laughs> I would throw away a, throw away 160 bucks, whatever he's charging for his stupid ass jersey. Burn it on the lawn. I don't want him. <laughs> All right, Greg. Here's here's the. I've got a would you rather. This is something they do on the on the Scramble Squad podcast. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, would you rather subscribe to Carlos Correa and his wife's YouTube account and have to watch start to finish every episode that they ever release, or would you rather cut off your own your own pinky from your left hand? Am I cutting off my own pinky? Because I could I could make that work. How much? Wait, I how, can cut it off. How long? It just has to be cut off. How long do I have to listen to his YouTube? Or watches YouTube as long as it's in existence, and it's like day of the drop. I have to watch it right through, start to finish. You have to be locked in, start to finish. Do I know his video editor, and can I pay him enough money to stop creating the videos? <laughs> like, there's there's ways around this. There's there's no. Let's just say there's no rule as to you not tracking him down and making it end. I don't know. I'd. Because if you cut off your pinky, it's one less finger of damage you do if you punch him right in the face. Um, <laughs> so I, don't, I don't know. That's a tough one. I'll, I'll, I'll listen to his YouTube channel. You could you could turn it into a fun game. You get the, the fellas around and you just make fun of them. You rip them apart. You pay off his video editor to throw a little mustache on him here and there. I'll watch his YouTube channel. I think he already has a little mustache on him, doesn't he? It's a little... I can't say it on... on uh, public radio or public podcast listener channels if you will <laughs> you tell me when we get off the call yeah. oh man all right okay who else we got here let's just fire through these guys and then wrap this episode up all right we got uh kershaw i think i had him going back to the dodgers yeah. or texas I, dodgers or texas was my pick i agree with both okay uh chris bryant where do you see him I, I don't know why I'm thinking Seattle, but Seattle or back to San Francisco. Okay. Seattle just seems like a destination right now. People yeah. are trying to pick up. I personally think Seattle's done. I don't think they're doing anything else. Maybe like a couple low-key signings, but I think that they, they went out and got Robbie Ray, and that was kind of like, that was their big thing that they were going to do, just to show the fans that they were willing to spend a little money they're after... You know, their organization has notoriously been super cheap. They're putting a lot on that young outfield, though. They're expecting a lot out of Rodriguez. They expect Kyle Lewis to be back and healthy and producing at a rookie of the year rate. And they want Jared Kalanick to actually play up to his hype. So, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, they did. They lost Kyle Seeger. Yeah. He retired. Um, obviously, he's not like a super elite player, but he was a good third baseman. Yeah. And they obviously want to make up that hole. So Chris Bryant could be a guy for sure that comes in and does that for them. So yeah, that's not a bad pick. I get it. I just think, I personally think they're done. Uh, I still see Chris Bryant going back to San Francisco, honestly. Yeah. So it'd be a, a second choice we'll of mine. I, I like it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's pretty much the big guys. Castellanos, right? I would consider him Castellanos, big. yeah. I, I think yeah, we're, I so. we're both on the same page with our picks for him, I think. And we did it behind closed doors, too. Who did we pick? I thought he was going to the Tigers. I said, didn't I say Detroit? Yeah, Detroit, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's what I thought I said. Just couldn't fully remember. But, yeah, no, that'd be... 
I still think that a reunion there is definitely possible. Uh, like I said before, he is <laughs> he's played in Detroit. He's played in Cincinnati. He's obviously not too fixated on being in the most glamorous of cities. Yeah. So, uh, you know, the Tigers have made some noise. They signed uh, Eduardo Rodriguez and uh, Javier Baez. Javi, yeah. So they've, they've made some moves, man. Yep. They got some good young players. They could be uh, one of those teams looking to snag that extra playoff spot this year. Yeah. That'd be cool to see. I want to see that, honestly. I really want the Tigers to actually make the playoffs. As I've mentioned before, my grandfather is a big, 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 lifelong, diehard Tigers fan. So he's getting up there in age. You know, we'd, we'd love to see him be able to to have a nice playoff run with his Tigers. Not win it, though, eh? Just have a run. Watch some meaningful baseball. <laughs> well, the Jays are win- the Jays are winning <laughs> in 2022. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm sorry. Like he's gonna take the L. It's gonna happen. <laughs> they can win the AL East if they want. I'll take a wild card spot, and then you guys will get upset in the playoffs. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Sure. <laughs> All right, man. Well, I guess uh, we're probably gonna do another episode soon because this is technically like a bonus episode. Yeah. So. We don't need to add too much more to this. I feel like we touched on everything. Do you feel like there's anything we missed that we need to quickly speak about? No, I think uh, it. this leads us well into maybe a season preview of sorts. Mm-hmm. Or maybe we're a little early for that. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely not. Yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, we, it's The spring training hasn't even started sure. yet. We don't know. Oh, by the way, by the way, spring training allegedly starting on Sunday, Greg. Nice. Three... Three days from now, we get baseball. I guess it's time to uh, resubscribe to MLB TV. Yeah, shout out to everyone who canceled their subscription on time, but also go, th- re- go renew it. <laughs> Here's a question for you: Did MLB just agree to the law, the to go with the <laughs> the MLBPA deal because they really felt that uh, that subscription loss on MLB TV? They they probably saw all the cancellations. And exactly like you said, they just were shaking in their boots. They said, this is it. Our revenue's gone. We got to agree. Pen to paper. Let's do it. You know it. what? Actually, Greg, I'm sorry to do this to you, but I actually just thought of something we probably should have talked about, okay. which is the fact that like what the, what happened with the MLB. I think that they realized that the way that where the game is at right now, they can't afford to have a lockout right now. Like, the talent level that they have ratings are starting to climb. Like the baseball is in a good place right now. If you had canceled this season for the lockout, I think that you would have a detrimental impact on what your fan base would look like. So I actually think that MLB just caved because they really started thinking about what this is actually going to mean for them long-term. Yeah. And also thinking about, all of these stadiums now are probably going to have full capacity. Like we would lose so much money. Like the money that they gave away in this and not even gave away, gave as earned things by the players. The money that they're giving to them, I feel like pales in comparison yeah. to what they potentially could have lost. Yeah. So I'm thinking that there was some sort of cost benefit analysis that went down and uh, hopefully, I mean, I, it doesn't matter. It happened. It, it the deal is done, but I think that that may have influenced the decision. I think it did for sure. Yeah. All right, man. That's it. We're back. Baseball is back. Episode 35, our season finale. Thank you all for riding with us. Please continue to ride with us. Like, subscribe, follow us, whatever platform you listen to. Leave us a nice review. Honestly, the reviews and the subscriptions or whatever the hell, you know, the liking the podcast, all of that stuff really helps, uh, especially analytically for you know Spotify and everything, getting our podcast out there a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So if you want to help us out, you know we're not asking for any money, man. We're not coming at your pockets. Just help us out. Laugh yeah. at our jokes. If you like us, there. yeah, out of pity or... <laughs> genuinely laugh at our jokes uh follow us on instagram at shape by sports i put a lot of work into that account okay so i hope you appreciate it 
check that out. And yeah, not just me, everyone at Shape by Sports. Thank you, Jasmine, in the background, telling me it's not just me putting effort in. It's very true. Uh, you should follow our other accounts that we have that are basically our other podcasts and channels. Uh, Jumping Guillotine is our MMA page. Uh, Scramble Squad Pod is our golf podcast page. Left Side Lock is our hockey podcast and their Instagram handle. So make sure you go check all those out. Like I've said before, Shape by Sports is your best place. Shapebysports.com, sorry, is your best place to find all that information condensed. So check that out. And thank you so much for listening. It's been a ride, season one. Gregory, give the people your sign off and let's call it. Ready for some baseball season two? Fuck yeah. Thank you.